isn't that good news? Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news? It is good news to know that you have strength beyond your ability, beyond your power. You have strength. Amen? Amen. We thank God for Jesus today. So beautifully sung that they get to melt forth your hand, amen. I'm telling you. I know we may not be your favorite group of the church, but let me tell you, it's my favorite group, amen. Because getting men to be active and activated in church is not easy to do. And getting men to sing in the house of the Lord is definitely not easy to do. But God has blessed us. You saw that group, didn't you? And they were singing from the depths of their heart. And we thank God for that. And we're blessed to know that the Lord's power is, that is still here. still has the power to draw men. Still has the power to draw men. Amen. Men are drawn to men. Two men can sit and watch a, bat, a football game or a basketball game without saying a word. But just being there together means the world to them. And so being able to impact and encourage and build up men, help them to know that they can be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, that they've stepped in their rightful place in leading their families and leading their children, helping instruct and guide them and, and blessing them, and then seeing the power of God flow down to them, to their wives and their children and their children's children, and know that the blessing of the Lord is there because they love God. Amen? And so we thank God for that. I've been teaching for the last several weeks rather on the Holy Spirit uh, and, and the blessing that he is and I what, what creates the premise for these teachings is, is this statement that I've made and I've made it weekly and I'll make it again today that outside or after salvation being born again that the Holy Spirit was the greatest gift that God gave to mankind. of his work, because of the ministry that he does, because of what he means in the earth, and because of what he means to the born-again believer. And so it is important for us to understand, and, and we, uh, and oftentimes we have neglected the reality of the presence of the Holy Spirit, and I say this because oftentimes uh, we'll say things like, something told me, something told me not to do that, and I should have stayed with that mind, or that my first mind. How many minds you got? Hopefully you just got one. If you got more than one, then you need you need treatment. Amen. Your first mind, and first means there's a second. Second means there's a third. Third means there's a fourth. How many minds do you need? Because if you have the mind of Christ, then let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Amen. So the goal is to have the mind of Christ. So the reality is that, so so I can, I, I said that facetiously to be funny, but here's the thing. You have your mind, you have the mind of Christ. Because you've been born again. Okay? You have your mind, you have the mind of Christ. And, and your first mind is not the one you want to rely on. Because your first mind is your, is your flesh mind. You're going to do your thing, your way, 
in your time. That second mind, the mind of Christ Jesus given that when you were born again, that mind is the mind of Christ Jesus. And that mind is the mind that really should be leading your life. But oftentimes we are led by the first one. So here's what Jesus, here's what, here's what Paul uh, tells us in, in Romans. He says, he says, to be carnally minded, that's the flesh mind. That's the, that's the first mind. That's the first mind. When you're born into this world, you're born in sin, based in iniquity. The first mind is the flesh mind. He says that mind is carnal, that carnal mind meaning worldly, meaning fleshly. The carnal mind is enmity against God. Watch this now. The carnal mind, that first mind, that, that flesh mind, that mind is enmity. Enmity means an enemy of God. He says that mind is an enemy of God and it is not subject to the law of God. Watch this. And neither indeed can it be. As long as you are running your life through your first mind, your flesh mind, you'll find out that you cannot please God. And if you look at your life and you say, man, I just see hell. I don't seem to be uh, pleasing. I know that my life is not pleasing God, but you must understand you are being ran and run by your flesh. So that's why we're going to talk about the influence of the Holy Spirit. Because last week and the weeks prior to that, we talked about the presence of the Holy Spirit. And we made sure that you understood that you cannot you cannot, you cannot, you cannot have the Holy Spirit in you if you've not been born again. Jesus said it. Paul said it. The word is clear on it that you cannot. Paul was emphatic about it. He said, listen, if the spirit of Christ is not dwelling in you, you are not his. Jesus was nice about it. He says, well, whom the world cannot receive because they don't know him. And they can't see him. But watch this. Paul said, listen, if you don't have him, you ain't saved. That's all. It's just, it's just plain to it. And here's the truth of the matter is, so we had to establish the reality that you must be born again in order to have the spirit of God in you. The truth of the matter is, the Holy Spirit in us is there to guide and direct us. He's there to influence us and impact us. But unfortunately, if we are carnally minded, the Bible says we cannot, what, please God. The Holy Spirit working in you is bringing you to the place where your life is pleasing to God. And he says, but if your mind is carnal, the Holy Spirit cannot lead you. See, that, that, that's why you say, well, Pastor, you're, so, you're always preaching on uh, uh, Jesus and influences and, and what you allow in your ear game, your eye game, because what you allow to influence you will guide you. Okay, you're not there yet. Here it is. So a, a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. How does that stuff get in your heart? Ear gate, eye gate. You hear it and see it and it gets into you. And once it's in your heart, so you are what you think you are. That's why you have to be careful what you allow to influence us. Guard your heart is what the word says. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Why? Because as a man thinketh in his heart, what? So is he. See, I can't stand here and preach to you that, 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 that listening to uh, secular music will send you to hell, but I can tell you it will, tell, it will turn you in that direction. You know why? Because of the influence it will have as it gets into your heart. There are things that says that gets in here. And you become that. 
I, I, I use it in, in past, I use it again today just to set this up, but, 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 but back in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s, uh, Whitney Houston had a whole song about Save My Love for You. So she saw in the song, the young woman, not saying it was Whitney, but she was singing about it. She said she sung herself into being the second woman. Because she said, you have a wife and a family, and they need you. And then later on, she says, my friends tell me, find a man of my own. But wait a minute, because she put some emphasis on this one. But I'd rather be home feeling blue. Why? Because I'm saving no money. Oh. You with your family. Enjoy your wife and children, but I'm home blue. Because I'm just waiting for you. She sung it into her spirit. And she became that woman. Even with her friends telling her, honey, give up. He ain't going to leave his wife. You go on and get you somebody. I ain't listening to them. Girl, shut your mouth. Because I'm saving. So the truth of the matter is, what we allow into our lives will influence our lives. How does it get into our life? Through our ears, through our eyes. So you have to guard your heart by guarding what you allow to influence you. Movies that you see, they set up sitcoms, some of your favorite mo- shows of the, of the week. You have to be cautious. Cautious. And let me say this. Please, please, please. The Bible says put not your trust in man. Put, your not, put not your trust in princes. And I'm going to say to you, to, to those who have young children, put not your trust in Disney. Nickelodeon. We assume because they're watching Disney or watching Nickelodeon, we don't need to check in on them. You better check. Here's what just happened just this week. Disney, the Disney Channel just aired its first openly gay teenage episode showing that a young child, a child too young to drink, too young to drive, too young to make decisions about their life, has made a decision about who they're going to be with. Disney. So don't just sit, it's, oh, if it's Disney, oh, oh, Disney, yeah, that's Disney. No, don't put your trust in that. Because what gets into their ear gate, what gets in their eye gate will affect them. And they're young enough to not know. They're trying to figure out who they are. So once it gets in, it starts to take root. Because if we're talking about influence, and I'm going to define this in just a minute. The influence of the Holy Spirit, you must understand, he cannot influence a place that is not in unity with him. He cannot influence a vessel that is not yielded to him. If your vessel is not yielded to the Spirit of God, then he cannot influence it. You're going to the carnal mind. You're going to go according to your way. Amen? Turn, if you would, to John chapter 16. Uh, the influence of the Holy Spirit. We're going to lay our foundation. I, I, I hope that that was a good introduction for you, and I did my best to make sure you understood where we're going today. Amen? 
Because, see, the, the word of God is true. And here's the thing about it. This has always been in the Bible. I didn't just print this Bible up this week. It's always been there. You say, Pastor, I've never heard these things. Well, that doesn't mean it wasn't there because I didn't put it in. I'm just going in and letting the Holy Spirit help me, help me, help me get it out. Amen? Look what Jesus said to say about, 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 about this Holy Spirit that, 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 that's supposed to influence our lives. He says, however, when he comes, the spirit of truth, when he comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you the things to come. So first and foremost, we understand right there, he's the Holy Spirit. When he comes, when he comes into a man, when he comes into your life, he's going to come there to start doing some instruction, guiding you on how to do what you're supposed to do. See, the reality is that when we are not submitted to the Spirit of God, we're just doing it our way. Remember the first mind, second mind thing? The first mind is the flesh mind. But he said, let the mind of Christ be in you. That's the choice. You got to choose. Let, he said, let, let it be. You got to have a desire. God, guide my thoughts by your Holy Spirit. And it's, it's amazing because we make major, major life choices and never stop to consult the Spirit. We didn't, we, we're on our 20th job, and we didn't quit. Oh, I'm just tired of these people. Never prayed about it. Never stopped the Lord. I believe you are guiding my life. I believe you are in my life for a purpose. What would you have me to do? That's why you're on 20. Because it wouldn't take it wouldn't take 20 if the Holy Spirit was guiding. He would have he would have sent you to the right one. Let that soak in. Because if you look at this verse, the operative term is he will guide. The Holy Spirit, get this now, write this in your notes. The Holy Spirit is the GPS for the Christian. You got that? The Holy Spirit is the GPS for the Christian. The born again. He's there to give you instruction. And I noticed it because here's what I realized. We were driving down the street and had the GPS on, and I missed the turn. Here's what happened. For about three or four blocks, it kept saying, make a U-turn. The next opportunity you have, make a legal U-turn. After I kept going, guess what it said? It just rerouted. Okay, just, just keep on going and go right. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is in you, but he's not going to control. You have to yield to what he's saying. He is there to tell you, look, here is the right turn. Make this turn right now. But if you decide, he's going to have to catch up with you down the road. And here's what I've understood. When I missed that turn, I added 15, 20, 30, 40 minutes to my journey. And see, you've been adding time to your life. God says, I would have had you there by now, but you kept missing the turn, and you wouldn't listen. I kept saying, make a U-turn, but you kept on going, you kept on going, and now you've added a whole year to your life. He says, I'm not going to control you, but I'm trying to give you some instruction. 
because I'm here to guide you. You in a whole nother town because you didn't stop when he told you to turn. And God said, I got to get you out of this town first. But no matter what you say or do, you don't have to make a turn and go the other way. And a turn is repentance. He's saying, at the next available opportunity, repent and turn away. At the next opportunity, repent and turn away. Make the first legal U-turn you can. You didn't added all this delay in your life, all this struggle in your life, because you kept missing the GPS saying, make this turn. The Holy Spirit, thank you, Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is in our life to guide us. You didn't call psychics. You didn't went and got your cards read and had your palm read. And he said, I'm here to guide you. And you're looking for false ways to get it. So Jesus says, when he comes, he's coming to guide. Right now, I would suggest you say, Lord, I'm sorry. I, now I understand that all this mess I've been going through, all the hell I've been going through, as long as I've been going through it, because I didn't turn when you said turn, Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry. I'm going to listen next time. Next time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Here's what I love about it. I told my wife, I leaned over, I said, this boy, this GPS is resilient. It's re resilient. It's relentless. It won't give up. Thank be to God that the Holy Spirit ain't gave up on me yet. Yes. Thank you that he keep on saying no, 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 no. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Because listen. We just sung today, he won't walk out on you. No, never. No, never. No, never. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. He relentless. He keep on saying, listen. Oh, I'm going to catch up with you later. Now make this turn. Now make that turn. And you miss that turn, it's okay. Now make this turn. Now make this turn. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. See, because he understands. He understands how hard it can be for you to change your mind. Watch this now. Because we're so used to, here's what I want to do. We're so used to, let me give you a piece of my mind. We're so used to, let me set the record straight. We're so used to, let me set you straight. And he says, okay, I got to get that out of you first. I realize you're stubborn. You're determined to keep on doing what you're going to do. All the while struggling and scuffling and adding time to God's blessing coming into your life. Because, see, he's there to guide you. Because watch this. Paul said, the Holy Spirit, 
he that knows the mind of God, he makes intercessions for us according to the will of God. That's why you got to consult with him. Wait a minute, hold on. What are, you, what are you saying in this situation? Because if you got something to say, I want to hear it. Amen? But watch this now. So as the, as the GPS kept going, my next thought was, to me, The first, the next thought, after it kept saying that, I said, boy, this thing keeps on coming. I understand what happened. We were in Detroit, and we were trying to head back out, and, and, and we were going down uh, some detours, and it was kind of guiding it, and boy, and, and so it just kept, we went about 30 miles off track. When we started, it told us that it's going to take us 45 minutes to get back. In 20 minutes, it got so bad, we passed the Christian Cream. I'm just going to stop and get some donuts because it's just, I'm not sure where we're at now. But we, but what, instead of taking us 45 minutes, double that. So my next thought was, oh, let me stick with this GPS. Let me just set it up. The Bible says this, that when we willfully, go our way, that we then steer our own compass with a high iron. That's how you meet the spirit because Jesus said, listen, I don't care what you have to say. I'm still going to do it my way. But wisdom kicked in because I asked my wife, I said, you really been down in this thing before? She said, no. Now she's from Detroit. But she said, no, I'm not from down here. I said, I better leave it on. Because I've never gone this way. You've never gone this way. We don't know which way we're going. So we better make sure we keep our guide with us. See, that's why you can't, you know you still got some living to do. You better not shut him up. Because you need his guidance. The first thing, first thing, first thing is the Holy Spirit is given to us as a guide. Turn to John 14 and 26. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Because Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit. He said, hey, I'm not going to leave you by yourself. I know you need some help. I'm going to send you some help. Because then he introduced the term helper or comforter. See, here he said the spirit of truth. Over here in John 14, 26, he, he used the word helper or comforter. Look what he says, and, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, when he, when, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance the things that I've said to you. So wait a minute, he said, he said now, now we got another operative term. There it is. Mark it down. Underline it, he said, he will teach. See, that's why you have to have a desire to be taught. Anybody, anybody here, anybody here, anybody here was the back of the classroom. You walked in, you look for the, the last pew. 
in, all, in the last row by the door. Did it help? No, it didn't, did it? Because you saw every distraction in front of you. You saw if somebody dropped their pencil, you looking at that. You saw if they happened to be talking to somebody, they passing. No, you saw that. You saw everything but the board. <laughs> and it didn't pay off, did it? Yeah, that's right. See, I had a, I had a friend who was just getting, was getting ready to graduate. And so at Tech, Austin Tech, Austin Tech High School, uh, so Tech has multiple buildings. And so in for graduation, in the arson, in the basement, there's a door that went down there. And so there was some tables set up. We had to go, we had to stand in line. All the seniors had to stand in line waiting. So what you had to do is you had to go down there, see if your name was on the list. And if they saw your name, they would, they would check it. And you'd hand you your tab and go. So we stand in line. Friend might stand there with me. I'm standing there, that's me. I got hold my pen. That's me. And so what happened, some of the counselors started walking around with clipboards. And what they were trying to do is they said, people get embarrassed from going down in the thing, going back to class if you're not graduating. <laughs> right? So, so, so as, they were, as they were walking with the clipboard, they, they coming by, and we were sitting there talking and laughing. Every time, I noticed every time they started walking past, you got quiet. <laughs> and then after they went away, he, he, he started talking again. They said, can't. Because he wasn't sure that they had taught him anything. And here's the thing. The Holy Spirit has power to speak to our school, to our instructor. And the real, real, reality is that many of us, when it comes to the Holy Spirit speaking in our life, we're in the back seat. In the last seat by the door. Not looking to learn anything but more aware of everything but what he's trying to teach. See, because when you allow him to speak, you stand confident, just waiting for everything to work out. So I stood there, I knew he wasn't so sure. Here's what it is. Grateful, aren't you? <laughs> so the thing is, the Holy Spirit is given to us to guide and to teach. Let's say that together. The Holy Spirit is given to us to and to So then that makes him the great influencer. The Holy Spirit is the great influencer. Say that with me. The Holy Spirit is the great influencer. One more time because you got to say it with confidence. The Holy Spirit is the great influencer. God has given him for that purpose. Now let's understand what that means. The great influencer. If he's the great influencer, what, is the, what does the word influence mean? Look at the definition here. The capacity to have an effect on the character Development 
and our behavior of someone or something. Wait a second. That sounds like teaching and guiding, doesn't it? Because it says the capacity to have an effect on someone's character. The character is who you are when nobody's around. Character is who you are. That's why I don't get so excited when somebody comes and they've been found out on the news and they cry. <laughs> Sorry because you got caught. Sorry because you're losing. You're fighting with everybody losing and, and they, they, they withdraw themselves from you. But, but the truth is character, see, the Holy Spirit is there to not help you to put on a good show of Christianity. The Holy Spirit is there to help your Christian character. That you are who you are wherever you are. Oh, man, you missed me right there. Someone, sometimes we have the mentality that we can, when we're not around the other person, that then <laughs> we must let our hair down. Here's the thing that I've come to tell you. The Holy Spirit is the great barber. He's not a beautician, he's a barber. Because a beautician lets you keep what you got and fix it up. The Holy Spirit comes to cut it off so that you don't have anything to let down. Oh, ho, ho, ho. See, with the beautician, you can put it up, flip it, Roll it, dye it, and lay it down to the side. But the barber comes to cut because by nature, I'm here to cut. Everything I do, every style I make includes Holy Spirit. Now, the great influencer is also the great barber because he comes to cut off half that I want to let down. So that's why I don't have anything to let down. If you find me here, you find me there. You're going to find me anywhere. You're going to see me being the same me. Why? Because the capacity to affect character, the Holy Spirit came to change your character. He came to affect your public view and your private view. Bless me today. And it almost brings me to tears. Let me bring it up now. This morning, Lady Toya sent me a text. And she said this to me. She said, I thank God today. She, she, she texted me, Jeremiah 3 and 15. And he said, give you shepherds after his own heart that will, that will teach you knowledge and understanding. And she texted me. She said, I just wanted to let you know that I thank you for being a great pastor a great husband, and a great father, and that your teaching is impacting me, our family, and our relationship. That blessed me. Because that said to me, she knows me better than anybody. There's no guard up. She sees the whole man. And if she can see that, 
And that's the first thing on her mind when she rose this morning to send me that text. It blessed me. So I don't normally take text in the morning on Sunday morning. If you get text to me Sunday morning, I understand. You don't get a response. I don't get text on Sunday morning. But the Holy Spirit told me to read this. It came up and said, Because you have to allow the Holy Spirit to do his work in you. And he's here to influence because he comes to the capacity to affect the character. To, watch this now. The next word is development. See, the Holy Spirit is given to help develop you into the Christ likeness that God has imagined for you. You cannot do it on your own. You cannot just put on the show because character and development, character and development, put them together. Character and development means that you've developed your character to the point where it is who you are and who you put on to be. To be put on a good show in front of people. See, this is the thing. And, and let me help you out because I, I, I love you. We are, we are not affecting our children in a lot of ways in, when it comes to discipling them to Christ. That's why when they turn 18, they don't want anything to do with church because we are not showing them character by the Holy Spirit has not been developed at home. They see a different us than the one that Frank at the church sees. They get mad. Let me tell you this. They do. They, 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 they request meetings to come and sit down with me. And, they, and they're afraid that I might, I might not believe them. So they say, oh, you just, uh, 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 they're who you think they are. And usually they say this when they get ready to leave. Just in case I say something to you, they want to already have their game plan together because they know how you're going to respond if they, if they know. They come and say, you know, they who, just say who you think you are. We don't see, oh, here who you think, here, here who you think you are. If you got any, you got any lead issues, I'll help, help them with that. We got issues with you. Why? Because we not, have not allowed the Holy Spirit to affect our character development and also to impact our behavior. See, the thing is, my children, are, my, my, Jeremiah's 18, Tyler is 8, Tyler is 7, Jordan is 5. When I, when I get it wrong, I go back to them. Your dad, I miss you. You know, I, 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 I took the wrong approach. I want you to know I'm sorry. Because everything I do, I want to do is to help you to be best, the best man you can be. And watch this. Watch the point he gave here. Watch this. Uh, baby, I thought you, when I found out from mom that you that you had already chose to do that. I didn't know that. And so when I got after you, I got after you because I didn't realize. Yeah, I know you too, Daddy. I said, yeah. Come here, baby. Jordan, come, Jordan, this is Tyler. Tyler, he, he, he's my, he just, he just melts on me. He just, <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, Tyler. I don't know what I'm sorry about, but just, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you, honey? I just want you, what's wrong? Just got to, hold on, you have to talk now, tell me. Jordan just comes, he just comes. Dad, 
daddy, you said you promised me. You have no choice to go But you promised us that God not to ask this, but it's not happening right now. It's going to happen tonight, right now. You have promised me. You're supposed to see, but you right. I have to be right because all I'm doing now is I'm just procrastinating and I'm just making excuses for why I didn't do it that they did. Why am I doing it? Because I want to. I want to make Jesse because I want him to say my daddy was born again and I saw that when he was at church and I saw that when he was at home and I want to be like that. I mean, I'm not perfect. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that. But you have to understand because even the grace of God allows you to sin. Amen? So it's not perfection. It's that you got to say, wait a minute. I got to be like Christ. Amen? Well, you know, I, I, I just don't trust you with that. I can't do that. That hurts everybody making mistakes. Listen, I'm not saying I, I did bad work. I'm just telling you what I do. Why? Because the Holy Spirit will send me back. I'll be sitting there studying. Sitting there studying. Y'all don't bother me. You know I'm in here studying. The Holy Spirit said, is that, is that all you think? Is that what you want them to think about your studying? Did it breathe yelling to you? I'll put the Bible down in a minute. Okay. What y'all do? What y'all want? So now when the door's closed, that's bad. Now, if I don't understand that, Mr. Gary, at least the door opened. <laughs> Daddy, I know you're studying, but I just want to know. <laughs> just shut that door, boy. Watch it now. So Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit said, is that all you want them to think? That when they have the visual of their father sitting at his desk with his Bible open, with his book out, that he's a mean man, that that Bible is not softening him up. Because that's what God said. He said, I will put my spirit in you. I will take away the stony heart out of you and give you a heart of flesh. You cannot be so mean and angry about the things of God and then expect for them to love him. Step back and say, honey, listen now, daddy has to do his work. But what, what y'all need? Y'all can work that out on yourself. Just so come back here. Now don't bother me. <laughs> See that? Because the Holy Spirit is there to help us how to do the good of this force. He's trying to influence our lives. Amen? Let's move on to the next thing here. So influence. So now let's go back to what he said. However, when, he, when the Spirit of God comes, he will guide. Does that sound like influence? Okay, let's look at the next one. The Holy Spirit comes, he will teach. Does that sound like influence? Based upon the definition that we just read, that sounds like influence, doesn't it? John chapter 6, I'm going to pull it up already. Uh, just write in your notes. John chapter 6 and 62, Jesus said something about this, about the Holy Spirit. He said, it is the spirit who quickens. 
The flesh profits you nothing. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. Now, I, use, I, I put both translations, the King James and the New King James up. The King James says it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The New King James, the King James says quicken it. Use the word quicken it. So I'm going to use that word quicken. So I, I looked that word up quicken. The word quicken. It is the spirit that quickens. The Greek word that is used there, it means to vitalize or revitalize. It means to vitalize or revitalize. Vitalize means it means to spring to life or become animated. See, here's the thing. There are people, you know, I'm just praying for the Lord to tell me what he wants me to do. The word says the spirit of God makes you animated. It's going to make you do something. If you've been praying for years for the Lord to show you what to do, he ain't showed you yet. He showed you. He said, listen, I don't know what I, what, what, what's the name of that minister from the church? I don't know how the Lord wants to use him. All you know, he ain't going to wait that long. If you desire him to speak, he's not going to wait that long. Watch this now. So I look at the word quicken, and then what really struck me was the synonym for the word quicken. So look at the synonym. Stimulate. Another word for quicken is, it is the, so let's add it in there. It is the spirit that stimulates. The flesh profits nothing. Uh, let's use another synonym. Excites. It is the spirit that excites. The, profit, the, the flesh profits nothing. It is the spirit that arouses, stirs you up. The flesh profits nothing. It is the, stirs you up. There it is. It is the spirit that stirs you up. It is the spirit that activates. Oh, I got to get you on this one. Anybody got a new phone recently? When you got that new phone, it had all the things that you needed for it to do but one thing. It had not been See, it has the ability to do, it can call, it can download, it can, it can open the internet, it can send email, it can open Facebook, it can do all of those things, but it cannot do those things until it has been, oh, y'all said with some conviction, help me, help me, help me, help me. Because he said, you already know when you, if you didn't get, okay, you didn't get a new phone this week. Okay, you tired of yours, you didn't crack the screen. That was, you should have got, the, the, the lady tried to sell you the cover when you bought it, you should have got it. So you don't, you don't want to get excited about phones. But when you got, when you got the phone you have now, when you first got it, and it was brand new, and you were excited about it, you had to go and have it, even if you ordered it online, you had to have it. Because all that it can do, it won't do, can't do until it has been activated. And the Bible and Jesus said, it is the spirit that activates. See, now I got a revelation for you. Because you wrestled when I was when I was sharing with you uh, John cha uh, uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse, verse 22, when he says, many will come to me in that day saying, Lord, Lord, have we not cast out devils? Have we not prophesied in your name and done many wonders in your name? And he says, I will declare them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. 
The reason he called them workers of iniquity because what they were doing, they had not been activated by the spirit to do because they didn't have the spirit in them. Oh, Jesus. See, he says, you worker of iniquity because they had not been activated. It is the spirit that activates. Anybody unactivated is functioning under their own power, their own flesh. Look at this next one. This next one here, this next one is for all of us. It is the spirit that galvanizes. To galvanize means to, to bring together into unity. Bring together into unity. So it is the spirit that brings unity. See, a church that gets activated and galvanized by the spirit, they function with one mind, one heart, one desire. In other words, to please God. It is the spirit that galvanizes, brings us together for one accord, brings us together to, to seek the work of the power and, and the power of the Holy Spirit, galvanizes. Ministry leaders, make sure the Holy Spirit is in your, in your ministry building. Start with prayer. Gonna pray. What are we doing today? We're gonna pray. God help us today. Every every Tuesday morning, I meet with Mr. Smith Ross and Pastor Tyler, one of our staff members. We talk. We can go through the church calendar, all those things. And every, every week, tell God. Every every week, we ask God for one thing. Lord, these are our efforts to do your will, do your work in this meeting. Guide us and direct us, Holy Spirit. You come into this meeting. You tell us what we what we're supposed to do. Draw us into this meeting. Because we're looking at the, at the calendar for the whole church, for everything that's going on. But if we just do it in our own flesh, it won't accomplish the word, the will of God. Amen? Okay, I, I'm out of time, but I need to share this real quick. I wanna, I, 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 when I say out of time, I, I mean I don't want to rush through the rest of this. If you need to, you want to come out the influence of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is here for us to rush along. Amen? But I understand the time, and I want to be, be, be mindful of that, but I, so I want to do this real quick. So we understand it is the spirit that, that galvanizes, it is the spirit that inspires, it is the spirit that kindles, there, oh that's a good one there, kindling fire, we, is there anybody ever had to kindle wood, well we, you know, we have camp, any campers in here, you camped out, you had to make a fire when you're out there, or you just camped at a campground where you just turned on the fire, I, listen I haven't, I haven't, I, I'm I'm not, I'm an outdoor man. <laughs> you think you, you talk about camping, can't be in a building. <laughs> I camped out one time in a tent, laying out there on that, on that ground, looking out there and hearing crickets and spiders climbing on the couch. I said, listen, man, this is the only night I'll be out here. And if I was driving, I'd be heading home right now. <laughs> but since I'm riding with you, I'm going to stay. But, but soon as morning comes, it's morning time. <laughs> so I'm going home. So watch this now. That, that word kindle means to take something, light it, and then fan it. And you keep adding kindling wood until the flame gets big. See, it is the spirit that kindles, isn't it? Keeps blowing it till the flame starts to burn inside. That's why Jeremiah said, it's like fire. 
shirt off in my bones. He said, I wasn't going to tell nobody, but it was like giving me like five. Because the Spirit of God kept saying, and I said, Jeremiah, you got to tell him. Jeremiah, you got to tell him. Jer- you got to tell him, Jeremiah, you got to tell him. See, that's what we're asking God to do in us. To fan the flame in us that we, that we, we like Jeremiah, we want to tell somebody. That we got to tell somebody. I got to tell him, Jesus loves you. Do you know Jesus? Have you been born again? Is the spirit that kindles make a difference invigorates like that that day invigorates means you feel energized invigorate passion remember the, remember the uh, Toyota commercial the man he walking out of his dealership and he runs I was gonna try to do it this morning but I don't know if I, I know how I'm gonna land so I want I'm gonna, I just want to show you so the man would run he would jump up kick his heels together and then land hold his keys up that was invigoration. He felt invigorated. Got this new car. Yeah. See, that's why this week as we were praying, one of the verses that we asked, God, restore the joy of my salvation. Holy Spirit, invigorate me. Invigorate me. And look at this last word. It is the spirit that revives. Pick this up next week. I want to say this because I started out by saying that the Holy Spirit cannot impress or attract a place that he's not. Here's what Paul says that, that he would have my spirit apply to you. If you're here today and you say, things that you, you just you talked about 